You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heideman and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Green Experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two guys. One album. I cannot wait to talk about our new album, Michael. This is very exciting. <laughs> Put on your long hair, your white man dreads. Yeah. And, uh, Again, because Adam Duritz had those too. Really? Well, yeah, dreads. That's, that's a good point. And your djembe. This is the perfect time to break out all those classic instruments. Two guys, one album. We are here reviewing a classic from my era. Spin Doctors, A Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Yes, the debut studio album by the Spin Doctors released in August of 1991. My name is Michael Heideman. I'm Paul Farvar. And again, like we mentioned before, you're listening to Two Guys, Two Princes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> two Guys, One Album. Yes. We're stoked that you're listening to the, this episode. Um, hopefully you picked us up from the other episodes that we did. We did some with John Mayer, Taylor Swift, and now we're taking on this 90s mega smash mega smash and is the right word paul this was your idea you wanted to take yes. on uh the, the spin doctors well i i just want to say that this album was what i thought would be a timeless album back in the day this was uh, all i listened to uh my senior year of high school um it was we listened to it every weekend. It mm-hmm. was I thought it was going to be the greatest thing. I was so bummed that uh, I had to. I was on vacation with my family and my friends got to go see them in concert Ooh. with the Wallflowers, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like I heard it was like the greatest concert. They all said it was so fun. Man, I was like fear of missing out. But that's so nineties. <laughs> the Wallflowers. Spin doctors. First of all, we need to tell you guys a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a rating system. We'll talk about at the end, which is uh, we rate the album. It's the maximum you can get is 11 likes, which is uh, on Facebook when you can no longer see the names. Mm-hmm. And we have emojis in there. Um, this is subjective. You know, we're getting a lot of mail yes. from people. Uh, we're getting a lot of positive mail, too. Lauren Hill is now uh, a big fan of ours. The fake Dolly Parton. Yeah, the fake Dolly Parton followed us the other day, which is pretty exciting. And the real David Gilmore gave us a like from yeah. Pink Floyd, even though... We kind of shit on his album. It, that was very controversial, our, our take on Pink Floyd's The yeah. Wall. But this is what we do. That's we take albums that we haven't listened to in a very long time, or if we have, we're re-listening to them song by song with careful analysis, like we mentioned in the beginning of the show. And it's really exciting because you don't know how much you might love or hate an album until you listen to the full thing mm-hmm. step by step, song by song. And... It, a lot of these albums are really surprising, to be honest. Yeah, we've ended up liking stuff we didn't think we'd like, and uh, we didn't like things we didn't like. So, Paul, uh, do you think I'm going to like this album by the I Spin Doctors? No, you've never heard it. We didn't even really get to hear the first song all the way through, so play it a little bit. <laughs> As it ends. It's about to end. <laughs> no, 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 this is the last verse. It's just repeated. I mean, how can you not like that crunchy guitar? And the bass lines. It's it's like funky rock. Isn't it so funny how in the 90s, all these bands, 
you know, were so pigeonholed in the same direction. Sublime, uh, Counting Crows, The Spin Doctors, Wallflowers, they all had this kind of great Seattle-based Southern... Uh, well, this wasn't Seattle. I would not put this in the well, that, same realm. I, yeah, it's not grungy at all. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe something more like beachy kind of flow. A this little was bit like a hippie sound. Hippie. Yeah, that's the like word I'm looking for. Jam band, pre-jam band sound. Like mm-hmm. they had, they didn't like play like doodle for 20 minutes like a Grateful Dead or a Fish band, mm-hmm. but they still had that jam feel they, hippie feel to like them. a jam band who was forced to make melodies with their songs where they're yeah. like we know you guys want to jam out and rock out and smoke weed but we're gonna have to get a verse and a chorus in there before yeah. you get this record deal yeah and there were hooks in their songs mm-hmm. i think at least uh hooks in this uh in this album and the first song was jimmy olsen's blues which was a great way to start the album um and uh, we didn't really get to hear it, but basically it wasn't a hit on the album, but it was a song that they probably opened all their shows with. So supposedly I was going to ask you who Jimmy Olsen was. It's actually a humorous song sung from the point of view of Jimmy Olsen, a character Superman. in Superman, the yeah. comic book series. So these guys were kind of closeted nerds, but maybe not so closeted. Uh, Jimmy Olsen tries to woo Lois Lane away from Superman, staying, yeah. stating, I got a pocket full of kryptonite. Which is the name of the album, yeah. That's why that's where they got the whole name of the album, and that's what Jimmy Olsen's Blues was from. So it all comes together. Yeah, this well, is a song called "What Time Is It?" The oh, second I was gonna, song of the album. I was going to make a pun. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say something about Nah. Forget it. It's, time has passed. This song is horrible. It's just a jam. But you listen to it, you might like it because you like jams. <laughs> it was just it was just one of those things where it's like if you're at a concert, you're like, I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> This, this is, is this is song. the I gotta get a beer song. Yeah, yeah. And I want to remind people if they want to chime in, uh, two guys one album at Gmail, or if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's two guys one album. The number two, the number one, the number two guys, the number one album. And all our reviews, thirty minutes or less. If you mm-hmm. go back, we've never gone over thirty minutes. So we're nothing if we're not consistent. That's right. Uh, 30 minutes or less or six and a half days yeah. I remember that one podcast that we did where we just never left it hasn't it hasn't been released yet but that was our uh, <laughs> that was our white album review <laughs> you know we keep talking about the white album we're gonna eventually do it I feel like that's our white whale almost yes. because y- you it, think it's it's gonna be way too long to do as a podcast it's like 62 songs <laughs> So here, you've never heard this song for sure. Are they just just talking about what time it is? That's yeah. That's the whole concept of it's the. It's a pretty shitty song. <laughs> but I'm just. I mean, it's some just, of the lyrics it's, are. It's it's twelve thirty. I think it was one of the lyrics that he wrote. Yeah. So the answer is you've already answered the question. <laughs> what time is it? It's four thirty. I feel like there was a Beavis and Butthead about this. Like, uh, like, look at your watch. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think there was, or it should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a, he's it's got just, a watch on his hand. He doesn't I mean, know what time they, it is, though. They were like, the, and the thing that sucks about Spin Doctors mm-hmm. now is like people are like, where are they now? They were touring. They were doing like those crappy tours. Uh, they did do a tour in Denver with Smash Mouth, Sugar Ray, Everclear, and Soul Asylum. Three of those bands are god awful, um, and and then the other ones are Everclear and Soul Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing an Everclear uh, Two Guys One album one oh these days. God. And do they have a full album that's good? Mm. I remember that song "Wonderful" was was pretty wonderful. But that, yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe. There was a lot. I liked. Uh, what was it the the crunchy song that they did? Dun, 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 dun. 
Oh, yeah. I sit around and watch my toes. Yeah. Uh, something like that. The Wallflowers would be a good one, too. Yeah. Um, We'll do that, but this song's—you uh, get the gist of it. It's yeah. just a—it's just a jam on like one chord. But the next song is really what everyone was their first hit and put them on the on the map. Take a listen. This is such a great, great song. Uh, but the thing is, right when it started so you playing, like this song. I do. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong released October fifth, nineteen ninety two. I mean, we're right in that nineties time when mm-hmm. we're getting out of the eighties, kind of the corporate rock and a little bit of the disco and and everything. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I just lost all the hearing in my headphones. Oh, you and heard it's not that? just the song. Yeah. <laughs> We're switching some headphones here. Oh, um, sorry but about this that. this is a great song because it's it's cool. It has a cool hook. It has a cool feel to it. It's funky. You can dance to it. You can you can do, you know, your hippie dance too where you're just just kind of rocking back and forth. Um, I like the lyrics. But I did get a little dizzy when I first heard this song because I remember that music video, which video was just was, spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot I remember of spinning. And, um, and they were all like so white. Even uh, the guy who was black <laughs> in the van was like white. Did you notice that? Like they were just like so funky, like trying to be so funky. Yeah. And yet like they were just so loose and hippie-ish. You're like, mm-hmm. no, dude, like you need to like not be a hippie anymore yeah and the thing is you gotta like give him credit for keeping that haircut like haircuts are a, a very important part of this podcast <laughs> you're talking about chris barron the singer. i'm talking about chris barron to keep that long dready Barone. look with the uh with the goatee <laughs> just well, the dirtiest looking does dude. he still look like that we don't even oh, know you know that's a like, good point I don't, maybe he i mean I, I bet you like if he was in the concerts that one of the writers would say you have to look like you did and and wear those like <laughs> those those hats remember those winter hats with the beanie things hanging out paul don't mean to blow oh, wow. your mind we're looking at a picture of him now we, he is oh my gosh the difference okay, so hair. in the 90s he looked like Curly, the older long, he looked hair. like the older pete from pete and pete and now in the <laughs> in in the the now time he looks more like uh who am I thinking? Like an out-of-work magician. Or like, uh, <laughs> he looks like he was on Star Trek. Or, yeah. His, or like a professor at like a third-tier school. He still maintains the goatee, though, which yeah. brings me back. If you have a but haircut... But it's not as long as it was back then. And no, it's, it's super gray. If you have a haircut, what now? If you have a haircut and you're devoted to it that long, I give you credits. Like, he already got one like in my book when I'm making my ratings for just, <laughs> just for the for goatee. The because if you think for about the, it, the goatee, okay. The guys from Less Than Jake, that guy's had dreads down to his butt for over 20 years. Adam Duritz stuck with the white man dreads forever. This guy's goatee has not left his face once. What about when he eats soup? You think he just craves yeah. the one day where he doesn't get soup in his beard? I don't know, man. I just feel like... Uh, By the way, I'm reading all of this information from his Wikipedia page. I'm not saying it up the top. <laughs> See, that's the picture. We're looking at a picture of him from the videos from the MTV time when he was he had his long hippie... Oh, wow. He gained some weight at some period oh, of time, too. Yeah, that was a rough time for him. Okay. 
But whatever. It's still a good song. He wrote a great song. You know, fun fact people don't know that I didn't know, John Popper, Blues Traveler, was in this band, too. No way. Yeah. Which That's also, crazy. It's funny. He left to, to focus on, on Blues Traveler. But again, another band that like you thought would be timeless, but really, you don't hear anything. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. They still tour a little more than it, Spin They Doctors. actually just put out a new album, too. Yeah. In 2018, I believe. I'm sure. I'm sure it's selling as well as their first three. But <laughs> my point you. is that these guys, Spin Doctors, their follow-ups never really caught on. Even though this album sold like three million copies, something like that. Yeah, that that's right? that's very. I know in the first week. Uh, it sold around 60,000 copies into late 1991. Yeah, but then once they went on Saturday Night Live, it was like they went to like 3 million. Right? Exactly. It was certified platinum five times by uh, the recording industry wow. in America. And all because of basically that song. And then there's another hit we'll get to in a little bit. But um, And it's funny, if you look at the album, the only songs that have Roman numerals, they do the numbering of the album, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. The ones that they gave the Roman numerals were, were the two hits on the album. Oh, yeah. It's almost like they knew that the rest of the song, the rest of the album was going to be like average. <laughs> Which, well, we can find out. Let's listen to the next song. 40 or 50 is all number right. four. That, right, I don't right away, remember this song, to Right be away, that song doesn't sound like a hit. 40 or 50, they're like, what do you want to, how many um, how many chords and, and words you want to have in this song? He's like, I don't know, 40 or 50. He's like, whatever, this song's going to be trash yeah, anyway. This is just going to be filler. Let's see if I remember this song. This is weird because... They're playing in this echo chamber almost. Is that it is them different or is it, I thought it was our headphones. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, there's a different kind of production to this song. I just feel like these songs are just like, I feel like, like masturbation for them. They're just like, I want, everyone's like, I want to write a song. I want to write a song. I want to make this album. And they're like, all right, well, we'll put your riff on this song, but it's definitely not going to be one of the hits. Mm-hmm. Or get this? Do you think that this was maybe their experimental song that they like brought to the table? They're like, I have something really weird that's going to change the face of music. Forty or fifty? No. These are like background songs. This one wasn't as bad as What Time Is Is. At least this is consistent with their brand of music, the that made them popular, which was poppy, poppy, hippie, happy songs. Now I'm glad you said that because. Poppy, hippie, happy songs. I'm very excited about this next song and the name of it. I had never heard it before. <laughs> I don't remember it by name. But uh, uh, because, again, this was the 90s, so you just put the CD and you're like, put in number seven, put in number five. Yeah. Which is, that's how we did it back then. We, don't, oh. I don't, we never learned the names of the songs. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss those days when you put it on your mixer and you're like, oh, yeah, song number eight by, uh, by um, Weezer Rock. was uh, Surf Wax America. <laughs> Oh, Smash Mouth, number three was Walking on the Sun. I know that for a fact. <sighs> and, if, and if I'm wrong, please write us at Two Guys, One Album. Let's <laughs> at get gmail.com. At gmail.com. Let's listen to this next song. Refrigerator Car. <laughs> Even the name what of the it. What the hell is... Do we know anything about this? Can you do some research yeah. while we're looking this up? Let me take a look. I bet you even Wikipedia is like, What? <laughs> Nobody's looked this up before. My computer actually just crashed when I typed in refrigerator. <laughs> well, it's already taken too long to get to anything. Oh, this is like, the, like you know what? This band Pearl Jam's getting popular. We should try to do something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And then Chris Brown's like, I can't sing like that. All right, God. so there, there's, believe it or not, there there weren't a lot of novels written about re- the song Refrigerator Car. So let's get to the lyrics. Your heart is a refrigerator car. It's cold and it never waits. Frozen breath. Where are these lyrics? And frostbite. We're three Stacked minutes upon. into the song. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. Oh, I do remember this song now. Yeah, what do you think? Oh man, it it has like a little bit of a sublime, edgy, edgy breakdowns here. A little more crunchy. Uh, they started to use some distortion. Probably the record company's like, "Look, guys, this this thing is coming out in Seattle, mm-hmm. and you guys got to respond." Mm-hmm. It's so a bit grungy, yeah. Yeah, it's a little grungier than their other uh, non-distorted guitar sounds. Uh, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking about Kurt Cobain listening to this album and him being like, this just is garbage. I can guarantee you that Kurt Cobain never heard the song Refrigerator Cars. We can we can find out, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we can ask around. I'm sure he's never listened. <laughs> if he did listen to their songs, I'm it would thinking- only be... <laughs> I'm thinking about you and me going on a research and we're like asking hey, like do you uh, guys know refrigerator cars? <laughs> I bet you spin doctors, if you ask the members of the band, they were like, What what I do remember that name, but was that a did we ever release a song called that? <laughs> they don't even know. Let's uh let's keep going. This song's you know garbage. What? I'm I'm kinda <laughs> did you leaning like towards the fact that I like that. That might be one of my favorites on the album really? so far. Yeah. All right. I think because we just Cause talked like it up so much. Yeah, I like the I like the you little t- breakdowns. We talked it up. We talked up the fact that there's no other songs about refrigerator cars. <laughs> All right, More than she knows is number six, right? Let's dive into it. Oh, I can already tell you this is gonna be a filler song. This is like a garage band Beatles song, is what the feel I'm getting. And I feel bad because we are shitting pretty hard on the Spin Doctors right now. And I'm they- not. I'm not shitting on them. You are. I'm saying that their songs, these songs, aren't good. And they put out an, an album knowing full well that they were going to have two and a half hits on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, this was the time when he would go to the record store and pick up the you singles to too. The, well. Yeah, you could buy cassette singles, mm-hmm. I think, and you could still buy the CDs in single form. But what was like it was like five ninety nine for a single with yeah. two songs, yeah. or you can buy the whole album for eleven ninety nine. It was well, like a trick. What record store did you go to when you were young? Were you a Sam Goody guy? Were you a no? It was too overpriced. I would go to Flipside or Rose Records. Those were the cheapest places. And then there was another store. <clears throat> Man. Rolling Stone Records was in, you'd have to drive far to go there, but it was so good. It was mm-hmm. so cheap, and they had, it was like the best store. They had everything. So, you, what it, were you, Sam Goody? I know, I, that was only at the mall, and the, I knew the mall was overpriced. I was, I was Walmart. That oh, was, really? It, but, See, there was no Walmarts by me. Oh, really? No, we had one down the street. But, but when I wasn't going to there, I was going to a lot of, um, uh, what was it called? What's that place? I can't even recall like the names anymore. It's been so long. 
Coconut Records. That's where oh, I went yeah. to a lot Coconuts when I come to the city. One, you couldn't find anything. Uh, you go to Coconuts. There was a Coconuts in Downers Grove that we used to go to. They used to have some sales every once in a while. Oh, there's John Popper. Yeah, Yeah, I was just going to make a mention of it. That's sweet, That's what they sweet. did. They were like, let's just put him on at the end. Holy smokes. When we were talking. I think he's on one of the other songs, too, actually. Yeah. Uh, t- song wasn't that good. So when I was rudely talking over that sweet harmonica solo, that was actually John Popper. Yeah. And uh, he, I mean, he's he's phenomenal. They would tour together harmonica on the player. Horde Fest, or one of those creepy festivals where hippies would get high. And Spin Doctors and uh, Blues Traveler were like a staple of the sound in that in that, in that that era of time. Jeez. He's a machine. Yeah, well, John he was. Popper. that was when he was large and in charge. Do you like him large and in charge, or do you like the new Skinny Popper? <sighs> I haven't seen this Skinny Popper, but uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just not, I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of his. I did love, the, one of my favorite songs is a, is a deep cut by Blues Traveler, one of my favorite songs of all time, not just Blues Traveler song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a nine minute song called Sweet Pain, and uh, I love it, but like, anytime they'd come in concert, my friend's like, you want to go? I'm like... I don't want to. I know they're probably not going to play it, and yeah. I don't like the rest of the songs. And I don't like. Yeah. I really don't like jam bands. I, I don't like to hear twenty minute versions of songs. I like hearing studio versions. Yeah, I'm well, like rare. That's fair. That's fair because a lot of those bands, they think they they jam out, and people like love to sway and stuff to it. Not me. No, I want to get in here. It's the just hits masturbation and go. for the band. They want to like jam out. It's like go practice at home. Mm-hmm. Come with your best riffs, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're amazing, like Trey Anastasio is an amazing guitarist, I'd probably like to hear him play. Well, what for about a while. John Mayer? Would you like to John see John Mayer too? He's an Slay. amazing guitarist. And the and the thing we covered with his uh, with the podcast we did with Greg Latterman was he people didn't know how good he was until you go and see him in concert. Mm-hmm. But and he's, I guess he's doing a good job. Uh, from my friend who's a Grateful Dead fan, she's uh, she said that she really likes what he's done. Um, as a deadhead, they like that he's uh, yeah. Whatever. He's 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 so good. And uh, I recently saw Bob Weir from Grateful Dead. Uh, just a little sidebar. He his voice is so solid still. Um, and his guitar playing, you know, he just he strums a lot of the the hits. Nothing too crazy, and he uses a, the slide guitar every once in a while. Not the best soloist, so I'm glad they brought in John Mayer. But the thing is, that guy's like 70, 80 years old, and he's still rocking and yeah. rolling. I mean, that's incredible. Was that Dead and Company? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Dead um, and Company. Yeah. Oh, John Mayer's not in that project though anymore. I thought he was. No, I, he's, I think he's going on Let tour actually know. in the next few days. Two guys one album at gmail dot com. If you know the answer, we'll give you a free John Mayer album. We actually still have those. Yeah, John we Mayer. do. We have a uh, special edition ones. Let us know. So if you call in and you, you, you make in. mention, of, <laughs> if, if you, you write email. in and you let us know, we will get you that. But let's go into the the biggest hit of on this album. Two princes. Oh, come on, man! Now this must take you back. Where was Paul Farvar when he was listening to this song? Drinking cases of Keystone Light mm. at my friend Darren's house, just drinking by the pool, trying to get girls to notice me, which weren't. Nobody was talking to me, trying to get attention, <laughs> doing stupid things to make people laugh. So what's the difference of now? Nothing really. <laughs> Just less drinking, better alcohol. <laughs> When's the last time you had a Keystone Light? Do they still make Keystone? I don't. Lights? I don't know. I was just thinking that that and Red Dog is I want, what I want to know about. Red Dog. Um, or and ice I used to drink the Purple Passion bottles. Mm-hmm. Those big uh, two 
gallon or whatever, not two gallon, whatever, the two liter bottles of Purple Passion. They're What's like that? Five Purple dollar. Passion? It was like malt liquor, purple flavored. It tasted like grape juice, but it was alcohol in it. Oh. You could drink the whole thing and get bombed for five ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, this song. Yum. This song reminds me of of my, my high school days, mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah, I mean. It, I don't think this song holds up. I do. I like Little Miss Can't Be Wrong more. I to tell you the truth. I think this song, even when it was out, by the time like they just overplayed it so much on the radio. They overplayed it, and the thing is that any great song has, and and by going through these albums, we see it all the time. The re- the repetitive vocals and the hook just gets stuck in your head. You don't almost don't need to listen to it twice before you know all the words to it. And simple, simple chords, simple mm-hmm. chords, and repetitive verse. And they've catchy. got it. Yeah, they've I got mean, it. it's definitely a catchy song. I just don't think it, it it's over. It stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. There's certain songs that you listen to again you haven't heard until in like 10, 15, 20 years, and they you, they still hold up. This is not one of them. And I and I say the same thing about that. You know, Maroon 5's first album. I I love that album when it came out, but I can't even stand it right now. Dave Matthews, same thing. A lot of people. Um, this song was pretty much in the top ten across the board it, in 1993 when it was released as a single. It was reached number one in the U.S. and its lowest ranking was in Ireland, <laughs> number five. They don't like prince songs they about just, princes there. <laughs> they've had some bad experiences. I wanted to go over the uh, personnel real quick. So we have Chris. What is it, Baron? Baron. Baron, who's lead vocals. Eric Shinkam. Shenka- Shankman. Shankman. Eric Shankman. Guitar vo- backing vocals. Mark White on bass, Aaron Comness on drums, and of course we got to mention John Bush on the tambourine. Aaron, oh, that, Aaron that, Comness, yep. The John Bush on the tambourine—that's the job I want. I want to be the tambourine player on somebody's album. Nineties band. Yeah, yeah, that's not come bad. on. And John Popper, of course, the harmonica on more. She knows off the line, off my line, and two off princes. my line is the next song. Let's actually uh, listen to some more Popper. We are, wait, everyone knows. Wait this a minute. Song. This is he does backup vocals on this song. I haven't, I haven't heard him yet. John Popper. Oh, it's probably in the harmonies. Yeah, it's, there's no more harmonies. Oh, there we go. That's that's Chris with his own voice. No, that's a that's a popper. No, that's a, I don't think I so. think uh, that's a fat popper. No, not fat popper. He just was a little bit overweight. No, All right, let's fat popper. He, he calls himself a fat popper by <laughs> then. That's nice a great nickname, actually. No. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Paul is crucial to the podcast. He brings the jokes. It's not a joke. It's just there's, there's Skinny Pop skin. is a kind of a popcorn. Skinny Popper. <laughs> All right, you ready to uh, yeah, dive into the next off one? Off the line is the next one. We'll listen to Fat Popper again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember this song. Starts off with the kick. And you can hear the harmonica right away, too. Oh, that must be Popper right behind him. I hated this song back then. <laughs> this is when you skipped on the album? Yeah. Uh, in 1995, actually, on their the heels of all, all their fame, they got to be on shows like Sesame Street, 
and they yeah. spoof the song Little Miss Count along with the oh, Countin' and Zoe, celebrating the joy of counting. Uh, and then they played Two Princes as well on that following year on the show, which is great. The song was this used... horrible. You know what this reminds this me of? This song is. Yeah, go ahead. It, it reminds me of those Pauly Shore movies in the 90s. Yeah, this could have been in the soundtrack when like people are driving to like, like, oh no, mm-hmm. I gotta get home before my dad gets home, and they played this song. This is what it was. This <laughs> is like the, the song to like get home before dad finds out that you're not at school. Let's get whatever. moving. It's actually uh, the the song Two Print or Little Miss Can't Be Wrong was actually used in Son in Law, so that I think that's why it makes a lot of sense. That was a great movie, by the way. Son in Law mm. holds up. You know, I opened for Polly Shore recently. You did. Yeah. And uh, and how is he? Did he mention this song? No, or did he we mention didn't talk about any spin doctors. Oh, we what? didn't really talk. You didn't talk. No, he's got his own. He has his own uh, his own dressing room. Is he funny? Yeah, he's still funny. I'll give him that. I definitely uh, changed some stuff up to make it relevant. He makes fun of himself. I, I thought he did a good job. I give him. Uh, if we were giving him, yeah. How many rating, likes would you give? I'd, I'd give him seven Shore. likes. Okay. What emojis? Uh, d- d- yeah, nothing good. <laughs> Just seven <laughs> likes. This song is horrible. Let's get back to the stuff here. <laughs> Let's get back off to what really line, matters. I just hate this song. It's off It's off the line in my books. <laughs> but the next song is called How Could You Want Him When You Could Have Me in parentheses. And I do like this song. And this was in the soundtrack, I think, as well. I'm quite contented to take my chance. I like the message of the song. A lot of people can relate with it. It was on a lot of girls' mixtapes. You dumb me. <laughs> not kidding. So believe it or not, Chris Barron, uh, his stepmom had a huge impact on his life. Um, she she affected a lot of his songwriting. And quick note on a fact about Chris, he had to drop out of college, and it was because he was studying something that was really really hard and was probably stressing him out a lot, and that was ceramics. <laughs> Now, <laughs> where'd he go to school? Bennington like, College in Vermont. Sounds like a made-up school. <laughs> I feel like it was like Bob Bennington. I can taste school. the Ben and Jerry's when I'm, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> that sentence. <laughs> I wonder what movie this was in. I think it was in uh, Philadelphia. No, they actually had a different song in that. Uh, can, they did a cover of CCR that was in Philadelphia. The Spin Doctors did. Yeah. Oh wow! See, I would like that song. It was. Have you ever seen the rain? I believe. I don't have anything in front of me. Yeah, this is a good song. I I honestly think this is the best song on the album. It's cool. It's relaxing. I I'm enjoying this. Um, you know their big breakthrough. We've met. We've been talking about this and our college memories of listening to this album. My college memories. Paul, you were Paul's college. Sec- you were second grade probably. <laughs> I was just learning how to count when I was when I actually this song helped me count two princes. I was like two princes, three princes. Have you ever seen the rain? Was covered in Philadelphia by Spin Doctors, um, so I wasn't just making shit up. Go ahead. We'll what give were you going to say about the you two know princes? what you won. Uh, you won a John Mayer album from that from that list. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know people said. By the way, we do read all your emails, and we do have an episode of our responses to your emails. Uh, yeah. Michael responds to each of them, and I respond when I can. But we've responded to every email, text, Facebook, everything you guys have sent us. So good, bad, guys, ugly. Yeah. Two guys, one album at gmail.com. We will air the episode of our responses, but there's so many emails to get through. Mm-hmm. And 
we do have to check the accuracy before we respond because then exactly that's what our lawyers tell us there's there's thousands we're here at the studio right now and the mailbox is so <sighs> full that we can barely walk through it it's just crazy yeah you can hear Paul, this is all the move letters. them out of the way though because i'm trying to get to the song next okay all well right. i wanted to talk to you about how we were talking about college and this is the quintessential college, college song yeah. <laughs> Ceramics, come on, Chris. Uh, there, go ahead. No, this was this was a song that I, I listened to and I put on a lot of mixtapes because I it was like mellow and sad and it reminded me of all the girls who would I'd ask out and they wouldn't go out with me and I was like I'll make I'll put a Spin Doctor song on don't <laughs> get it it'll be a subtle I'll put it in between some Counting Crows and Pearl Jam and then the song How Could You Want Him When You Could Have Me. Uh, See, it still the, holds true today. I feel like yeah. that all the time. And now look at you. You're a famous comedian who has ladies calling <laughs> out to you all the no, time. No, I actually had a girl recently uh, text me. She saw another comedian on the show, and we were talking. She's like, oh, man, he's hot. I'm like, oh, do you, do you want his number? <laughs> so it no. still happens. It happens all the time. That's just a game that they're playing with you. Nah. Just, they got to they divert d- attention so they can get right. you there. They'll regret that. Why would they want him when they could have you, Paul? That's right. Chris Barron speaks to me. So this is the best song on the album. Back to the spin doctor. Back yeah. to college. It's the quintessential college rock band. They actually were they were found and they broke through with the Vermont radio station WEQX, who used part of their song Big Fat Funky Booty, one of my favorites. I can't believe we're not covering that song. It's not on this album. In a promo they B-side. produced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old fat funky booty B-side. Uh, they produced to promote an album, uh, I'm sorry, to promote a local concert with the band and some acts from that area. Listeners phoned in so much that this band said, hey, we need to get together and put out some more songs because we're so darn popular. You know who the listeners were? His, his stepmom. <laughs> calling in. Calling in and be like, I gotta help my son get him off this couch. <laughs> All right, Probably, we're at, though. We're at the last song, number 10. Already? No. Shinbone Alley slash Hard to Exist. Uh, hold on. That's not the name of the song. That's what it's called. Shinbone Alley? Shinbone Alley. Oh, God. Another one of these jams. <laughs> I don't even remember these songs. How long is this song? Some I need to use my skip for the last song. Oh, wait. We're on the last song, so we can do that. Let's, let's see if it... Let's see what happens. We always, I always, we gotta give it at least 30 seconds. Yeah. But if the lyrics don't come in. Oh, see. Here we go. Lukewarm water gasket? You know. I feel like all their songs are about refrigeration and (laughs) HVACs. It just shows the kind of life he was living. I think he was in the kitchen when he wrote all these songs. (laughs) He's like, pipes, lukewarm. Like, literally. He's like, I gotta fill out the. I, I know these two other songs are hits. I'm just gonna do fillers for the rest. I think that's what they did. <laughs> All right. I don't I'm know. I, to, yeah, I think I. I think that we gotta use our controversial skip for this last song, but I'll let it play well, underneath. We gotta play. Yeah. yeah. So what? What? Uh, what do you? Um, that was exciting, Paul. I've never, I thought, I never thought I'd be able to listen to a full Spin Doctors album in my entire life, and I'm glad that I did it with you today. Okay. Well, what uh, we are you ready to do the ratings? Um. Yeah, I think it's about that time. Um. Okay. Go ahead. You go first. Okay. Let me think here real quick. You know, actually, will you go first real quick? I need to just pin some emojis real fast. Um. Okay. I. You're gonna pin some emojis. Yeah, I gotta pin them to the page real quick. 
I have I've I've cutouts of all the emojis here on this board that's behind <laughs> us, and I'm taking them down one by one so we can really make okay. an effect here. I really enjoyed this album back in 1992, 93 when I was a kid. This was like my childhood. It doesn't. I thought it would resonate with me now, and it didn't as much as I thought. Um, I do still like uh, How Could You Want Him When You Could Have Me, and I think that Little Miss Can't Be Wrong is still timeless. Um, but I also like listen to Two Princes, and I didn't. I, I would not listen to it again. I would definitely pass it up. Jimmy Olsen's Blues, which we talked over, was the original song up top. I like that. For those reasons, I give it four and a half likes. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as emojis, I will give it. Um, let's see. Well, one would have to be. Oh, I didn't really think this out. <laughs> Um, I would give one to, uh, is there, a, is there a keystone light emoji? <laughs> Let me There's look a through. beer. Uh, okay. I'll there's put a, a Miller light mug. one, but <laughs> no, there's not. I'll put a beer mug because it reminds me of drinking with my friends. Um, I wish there was a beer bong cause that's all we did was we drink with beer bongs. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our generation's version of what's the butt shot thing called? Butt shot. Chugging, what? butt chugging. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's very popular now today. Butt um, chugging. I think it is called butt chugging. Well, I've we never heard another beer from... bonging to get mm. drunk quicker. So I, I do the beer Steiner, the beer mug, um, and uh, the harmonica. Oh, shout out to Popper. Shout out to to Fat Popper. Skinny and, Pop. Uh, no, this was it was Fat Popper, and I would do uh, the fireman just for no other reason. Mm-hmm. Did am I wrong here? Did John Popper wear a Zorro hat at one time too? Oh no, he yeah. wore okay. It was like a fedora. Yeah, man, he looks so good in that hat. All right, so you got you give it four, four and a half likes, four and a half. Yeah, what do you got? All right, so this album uh, kind of took me by surprise. I didn't know if I would like it or not. Again, I never thought I'd listen to this album all the way through. Uh, but for a pocket full of kryptonite by the Spin Doctors, Paul. I'm going to give this my lowest rating ever with a three. Okay. A solid three. That's fine. Nothing against Chris and everything. Like I mentioned before, your goatee rules. I'm, and like we mentioned before when we were talking about this uh, earlier, I'm sure he's listening to this podcast he right will now. He probably listen to this. <laughs> and if he I wants guarantee to- you someone from the Spin Doctors mm-hmm. camp will hear this episode. And I do want to shout out to them that yes. this album was monumental in my childhood. And I'm, I, I have a copy of it. We actually bought a copy of this. Yeah. Um, so we did support, and people went to their concerts. I never saw them live, but... Same. But I never... I, so, three likes. What are your... Three likes, and again, shout out to the people who are listening to Spin Doctors Camp. We love you, nevertheless. I mean, this is just purely subjective. Maybe their other albums will blow me out of the water. No, this was their best album. <laughs> <laughs> According to other music reviews, <laughs> they went downhill from here. So what are, are you? Kurt Cobain emoji? was quoted one time saying, no. "I love the Spin Doctors and this album." What are your emojis? My emojis are for my three likes rating. I'm giving it the footprints because looking at Chris Chris's face, there's no way this, way this guy wears shoes. There's no way. Uh, I'm gonna give it the face palm guy. Because I thought I'd like it, and now I want to smash a grape on my forehead. Yeah, and of course the. The coveted hacky sack. Because There's no hacky sack. I thought I saw a hacky sack in there. It might have been a deflated football, though. Okay, fair enough. The deflated football or hacky sack, this guy definitely wears no shoes, plays hacky sack, and definitely has that goatee rocking still today. He can't eat soup, 
But um, I think this was a good album. I mean, give them credit. This song is still going on. How it's can a five-minute jam. You give it a good album. You gave it three likes. You can't like everything. You just got to say no. It wasn't a good album. It had good songs, but it wasn't a good album. I like to make. Sh- I like to think no, about them in the studio, putting the work in. We have to be honest on this podcast. All right, this album was crap. <laughs> it it was, was bad. We're sorry. It was so bad. It, but you guys who put this out knew it was bad. Mm-hmm. You you. You kind of hinted at it on the back of the album. Right. It says Roman numeral three and Roman numeral seven were the hits on the album. Everything else you did, just standard Arabic numbers. You knew that those are going to be the hits, and you're like, eh, let's just fill it in. Yeah, right here and underneath the copyright logo, it just says, we're sorry. (laughs) It's a hashtag before there were hashtags. (laughs) Just listen to those two songs. But anyway, that's our review. Mm-hmm. So three from Michael Heideman and four from Paul Farvar. Four and if a half. You, four and a half. That's right. And I gave him weird emojis. If you guys want to, uh, you know, talk to us about it, two guys, one album at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Yes. You can find me online at Paul F. Comedy or my uh, Instagram at Paul Farvar. Um, that's it. What about you, Michael? You should follow Paul. He posts a lot of great stuff, and you can see um, all the cool stuff that he has bouncing around the city. Uh, for me, you can follow me at Arthur Fonzarelli on Instagram. You can follow me at Mike Heideman on Twitter, and you can go to my website at www.mikeheideman.com. And uh, that's about it. That slash spin doctors. Splash spin doctors <laughs> slash two princes. That's it. 30 minutes or less as always. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Two Guys. One album. Oh my god, this song is still playing. If you made it this far in the podcast, you obviously are enjoying what we're doing. You can go back and listen to our other episodes. Taylor Swift, we have Counting Crows, The Killers. Weezer, um, Fleetwood Mac. So many, so many great pieces of audio that you can listen to make sure you write us again at two guys one album at gmail.com and thank you guys so much for listening we're going to put out that listener album uh listener podcast one of these days for sure all right we'll talk to you guys next week two princes